Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Ah, uh, what a, yeah, come on. I love y'all. Y'all just make my day. Man, it is so good to be uh, with you guys this morning. JC, you are a trophy husband. I just want you to know that. Yeah, come on. Come on. Um, so before we jump into um, to today's message, just sharing a little bit uh, from my heart. Um, so this week I was in the, the state of Ohio. I got ready to say the great state, but it is cold and windy there. I did bring some 65 degree weather. They're welcome. Um, but I think we took um, it back with us too. Yeah, I think we it took it back cold when we left. It's supposed to rain and be freezing next couple of days there. But um, uh, this morning, um, just sharing a little bit, um, probably uh, a, a gentleman who's like a brother to me uh, went on to be with the Lord, Pastor Dave, uh, passed away uh, Wednesday morning, I guess at four o'clock. Um, and uh, his wife, Carrie, is actually watching this morning. I was texting with her during worship. Love you, Carrie. Uh, love you, Carrie. <laughs> so if we can, uh, can we just pray for her and Josiah this morning, their son? Um, I know this is a tough time. But Father, right now, um, God, you know how much I love Dave, how much I love Carrie and Josiah. Father, how much this church, Father, loves them. But Father, right now, I just ask that, that whatever they go through this week, God, that you let the Holy Spirit be with them. God, that you let a presence and a comfort and a love, God, just wrap around them in a way that maybe they've never even felt before. God, can you give them peace in the midst of this chaos that passes all understanding? God, let people not even be able to figure out why they can keep joy like they do, even in the midst of loss. And God, let us give you praise for everything you do in and through this place, in and through Carrie and Josiah, God, in and through this situation, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, can you just give Carrie and Josiah some love this morning? Come on, man. We love y'all. Um, yeah. So, man, but I'm gonna can I just say this? We've got an amazing church. Yeah. Uh, because like uh, Miss Carol was sending flowers, and uh, I called uh, Audrey at like I don't even I, honestly Audrey I don't even know what time I called you. I've got a knack for for calling Audrey in the middle of the night to ask her <laughs> medical questions. And she has always answered that call and always done it with such grace and dignity. Thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for the, the pastoral ordination team uh, that just covered me while I was gone. Um, I literally gave my scripture to Steve that I thought I had mailed on Thursday uh, this morning, and he covered that. So, man, we've just got so many people here that, that in those moments, I got so many texts and so many phone calls yes. uh, for, for Pastor Dave, for Carrie, for me. Uh, for Pastor Tracy, that um, man, I just want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like we're kind of we are a family because yes. it's in those moments we rally together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we just, yeah, we we get it done. So anyway, uh, enough with that. Uh, or I will cry, and I don't want to do that because I, I cry ugly. You're not I'm a crier, crying. right? I'm not a crier. Um, <laughs> so, oh, can I tell one quick story? This is kind of this is mildly funny. Uh, Dave has an identical twin brother. <laughs> Right. And Carrie's laughing right now because Carrie's she knows laughing. what's she knows about to be said. <laughs> so I am good, right? Like I was, I was actually with uh, uh, Josiah and I were actually in the room with Pastor Dave when he went to be with the Lord. And, and uh, man, God was just so gracious during that season. And and I, I'm a, I tuck my stuff away 
any any people like that, like, dude, I don't, I'm not going to cry in front of you unless if it is just brutal. And so, man, I stowed away and I stowed away and I get to Nashville airport and I'm running on no sleep, tons of emotion. My plane gets delayed and I'm sitting at the bar. No, I'm not drinking, but I know what you're thinking. Y'all are like, mm-hmm. no tears um, in the beers. Yeah, no. And so I've got food and anybody ever made the mistake of listening to music at the wrong season? Yeah. Yep. So people in our church thought I was like suicidal or something. So I don't even, what is the name of the song? I can't remember. What's the name of it? Huh? Is that the, the one I had to delete? Yes. yes. So I literally am at the bar and I start crying and I'm listening to this song. So I do this quick post. The waitress comes up. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> the reason I'm sitting in the corner. Can I get a witness? Yes. Like, just don't want to. And so I post this, this picture and it's just so amazing. And I have this moment and then I, I, everybody's like, thinks I'm like going off the deep end. I'm like, no, really I'm good. It was just a moment. I probably shouldn't have posted it, but, but can I just be, can I warn you about something? Don't emotionally post stuff. It'll get you in trouble. <laughs> and so I get back to Ohio and first of all, the, the morning day passed, his parents came to the house, and I go to make them coffee. Uh, you know, I'm trying to serve in every way I can, right? And, and, and the dad was cool because he's like, can I just get black coffee? Can I just get a witness to everybody who drinks black coffee? We are the saints of the Lord. Um, so the, the mom and the sister said, I'd like cream and sugar. So I put a little cream in it, and I go to the cabinet. Well, I'm not going to rummage through somebody's cabinet. So I asked one of the ladies who'd been there the whole time. I said, hey, where does Carrie keep her, her, her sugar? And they said, right there. And I pulled it out and I said, is this it? And they said, yes. Yeah. So I put a little, little sugar in it. I stirred it. Well, it didn't feel like enough, so I put some more. And then you could like feel the granules in the bottom. You know what I mean? No big deal. So I put it up and I took it to them. And it was only uh, about 30 minutes later that I figured out that I had put salt in their coffee. <laughs> Hold on. It gets worse. I've got an anointing people. Um so after I posted that picture, I figured out that it was actually a picture of Dave's twin brother. <laughs> I had to take it down. In his defense, though, y'all, like this is a twin like I've never seen before, like isms and everything. Yeah, I was actually was looking so to see if had texted like me. She him. Not. She's giving me grace. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, so it's been it's been a journey. Uh, but I'll say this kind of time back into our marriage series, because this is our third week in a marriage series is marriage is about commitment. It's about till death do we part. For better, for worse. For sickness and health. For your crazy mother-in-law and when you're on vacation. Like like marriage is about this lifelong journey that we're on. So week one, um, we talked about this. Man, what is love? Because people say they're love. I love my wife. I love my son. I love cookies. That's not the same kind of love. So 1 Corinthians 13 really teaches us what love is. And then we looked at Psalms 133 and we said, man, you know what? Once you fall in love, once you figure out what love is, then it's about walking in unity with your spouse, but also with with your brothers and sisters in the faith. And then uh, week two, we talked about, man, the power of words, man. You know, hands off my cookies. When Tracy beat me on camera, I've got it um, on on stage, y'all were so shocked when she smacked my. Actually, I told it's her it's on the web, hard. so it's there forever. I did not know that she was gonna like <laughs> jack me right on stage. Like, Wah! So, um, and we talked about how when you give compliments to somebody and they reject it, <clears throat> it's like smacking something good out of their hand. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we were walking through the airport and I said something to her, and she she replied, and I looked at her and she goes, "I just smacked your cookie, didn't?" I, I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Um, 
and and we left that <laughs> we left that and went into the five love language. You know that there's quality time, words of affirmation, so on and so forth. And if you missed that, it's from Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. I challenge mm-hmm. you to go back and look at it. So today we want to talk about well, if you know, you know. I feel like I mean. <laughs> Um, Battle of the sexes. So if you notice, this is a stage divided up here, Mm -hmm. guys. We've got the guys are all excited about football and the Super Bowl. And the girls are already fast forwarded three days to Wednesday and be like, what are we going to get? It's going to be candy and they don't have calories on Valentine's Day, Christmas Halloween, all the things. And can I just say, guys are thinking, what am I going to get? Yeah. Um, (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. That's not this week. (laughs) I better be. (laughs) On stage, please. On stage. Okay. Rewind that. Okay. I got nothing. I got nothing for that. So anyway, I'm going to keep going. Battle of the sexes is is what we're talking about today. And if you notice, this is a really common phrase. You know, game shows and all the different things. When when we play games, we'll go guys against girls. There's always this underlying battle of the sexes. And it's, it's like this undertone of pitting men and women against each other. And this is so popular because... Conflict is interesting. Like people want to win. I want to beat you. I want to win because I want to see me as the best. But in a relationship, that can be a very nasty weed in your relationship garden, in your marriage. And can I just say, part of it is even down to men's leadership. There's a difference between being a leader and a dictator. Because you know the root word of dictator? Tater. Tater. That's right. Um, but here's the thing. If you're looking to lead a, lead a family, it means to get people to go where the Lord is leading you in a way that they want to walk with you. Nobody likes to be told anything. Women don't like to be told anything. I got a daddy. I grew up. I left the house. Don't need another one. Men do not like to be told what to do. I have a mama. I don't need another one. That's right. Sorry. So typically, you know, women, I'm going to just talk about women because that's what I know. But we like to, we when we have problems, you know, we want solutions and we want them now. And it doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is. It can be when those dishes are going to get put away or it could be a big financial decision. But whether it's one or the other, we are under this natural unwavering pursuit for closure on these problems and it's like we will do anything to tackle it get it done close it we got to move on to the next thing because life's too busy men prefer to tackle problems one at a time so here's my, my so and we laughed about this when we were reviewing for this yep. message so my wife will will go hey here's some, so my, we keep a running list of what she wants done at the house so i I don't have to hear it every time she thinks it. Put it on a list. She shares it with me. Is this fair? Like, yep. Keeps her from being naggy. Let's me figure out what we're doing. Here's the thing. Have you ever been painting a room and you got one square, one one by one left? And and as you're going, hallelujah, I'm finished. She walks in and goes, you know what we should do next? (laughs) You know what you should take care of before you, since you got the brushes out? Thinking, I know what I should take care of. It got nothing to do with paint. 
Shovel, maybe. Not that you kill them, just knock them out. You know what I mean? Just like, because men want to do one thing, and we want to step back and go, I created. Women go, ooh, progress, momentum, while I got you moving. Yeah. Let's keep moving. It is, you know, we're assigned these gender roles naturally because we do have different roles, and those have evolved over the years, you know, back from the early days. Can I say this? Yeah. This does not mean you got to churn butter if you're a woman. And Thank we you. Well, we've been in trouble because I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to. Can we be butter. honest that, that, that there are roles that women are naturally better at? Can we also agree that there are things that men are naturally better better at yes not because one gender gender is better than than the other listen i had somebody go women women rule and men drool remember that and i'm like <laughs> not really if you need to pull a clog out of the sink your husband's probably going to be the one that does it right. but if you need to give birth i'm not equipped for that right if you need to be nurtured, you probably need to go see my wife. I'm just going to be like, look, you need to suck it up. Life's hard. Here's, I'm next steps. Here's what you need to do to fix your problem. I'm, I don't want to sit in your emotion with you. I don't want to agree that your life is horrible. I don't, I honestly, I don't want to cry with you. I watch you cry. I wait on you to get done. I'll even pat you, right? Like, it's not that I'm cold-hearted. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dude. But then I want to fix the problem because as a man, I'm a provider and a protector. I will provide your solution even if you don't want it, ladies. You ever come home to vent? We start telling you how to fix it. Cue fight. So, so we do have gender roles. And the other thing is this, is pick who's in charge. Yeah. If I'm packing the car and you're not packing the car, don't tell me how to pack the car. <laughs> if you're cleaning the toilet and I'm watching TV, you do it how you want to. Fair enough. Just keep yep. going. And I, I want to add to that because, you know, sitcoms and, and a lot of things that we see on media and stuff, you know, they're, it, it, there's this vibe of demasculating men. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's made to be funny, but... Most women, you know, we we want to be recognized as strong and smart and all those things, but we also want our man to like stand up and be a man, you know. And even though those things are made to be funny, it's kind of filtered and and way, made its way into the household. And I just personally wanted to say that because roles are so important. Gender roles, you know, God put them in us, and He made us to be that way. And I think too, what you want your husband or wife to be encourage talk about push them into that role yeah yeah encourage them into that encourage role. yeah mm -hmm. sorry nudge encourage them into that role because they're going to be what you expect them to be on, on on some level right and so there has to be some realistic expectations there but like if you want your husband to fix stuff when he tries to fix stuff don't tell him how dumb he is yeah if you want your wife to do X, then when she does X, even if it's not perfect, brag on what that is. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So part one this morning is going to be, you know, let's let's just break down why why do we even argue? Why is there even this battle between 
the sexes. And the first one is just plain old boredom. Okay, so some some kind Come of personalities on. just really, really thrive on excitement and drama, and they think that an argument is like adding some heat and spice to the Come situation. On. Come on. And some people some people thrive in that. Yep. Some people like the sauce of a good argument. Some people, and, and honestly, I love it. Some people do do argue because it's bored. It's like nothing's really going on in a marriage. So, uh, can I say this? Some people fight just so they can make up. Because yeah. making up is the best. Sometimes make up, <laughs> make up. Uh, anyway, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Sometimes some raw emotion. Anyway, so number three. Number three is because sometimes a situation, you know, you might be in a greatest relationship ever. I personally feel like I have the best marriage ever. And, you know, sometimes that we get a little, like, nervous because it maybe this is too good to be true. And we tend to go, oh, you know, I'm going to kill this thing that's so great before it turns around and kills me. Right. And we self-sabotage. And start an argument. And sometimes we just test the waters because we're men or women. Yep. Because we want to know how far. Like, right. I can, I, I know how to like push, push, touch, touch. But then I know that limit when I've when his left eyebrow goes into his hairline. I know that it is the limit, and and it, it has to stop at that point. That is fair. You can also gauge how far is too far mm -hmm. uh, by the speed of her foot. <laughs> but That's honestly, when, when we're together, what we want to do is sometimes we want to find the boundaries of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we, we cause conflict mm -hmm. just trying to figure out how much space we have. Right. So. Right. And then another thing is, you know, this kind of ties back to the whole, when we were talking about the sitcom, but when the other person refers, refuses to address anything. You know, they're so passive. Um, when big things are not addressed, we will push little buttons to get a reaction to make that big thing get solved. Shoot the elephant in the room. Definitely. If you're annoyed with somebody, can we just be grown-ups? I don't know when we became 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80-year-old children. <laughs> You wouldn't do that at work. Can I say this? One, you're passive aggressive. <gasps> Sam. <laughs> and if you don't pay attention to me, I'm going to slam my dish harder. I'm going to throw my wrench. I watched a guy miss an airplane and like he took his, his bag. I was watching it like with, oh, with coffee yes. and donuts. Like I didn't even care. I, I thought he was going out. You know, he's like the popcorn. And I'm, I'm like, like you going to talk to this one more and he's time like, oh, with that. Good, and I'm going to stand up because I don't have any sleep. And I'm not wearing a Thrive shirt, and I would just <laughs> mud hole your rear end, and then I'll sit back down and go back to eating, right? Like it doesn't even. So this guy walks up, he's dropping the apple, and I'm like, "These ladies didn't miss your airplane. Right? You missed your airplane. Yeah. Well, we had 30 minutes to connect. Well, you booked the flight. And yelling the f bomb at a bunch of women is not going to get you on a plane quicker. As a matter of fact, that plane's probably going to fill up." Till tomorrow. And one girl, she she sat there and sat there and, and she had a little sass about her. And she she finally looked at him and said, Let me tell you something, brother. She's like, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you keep this attitude, they aren't gonna let you on that plane. So you might as well calm your jets right now. Because like, she yes, she shot she did the it. elephant in the room. Yes. Yes. She said what everybody else was thinking. Yes. Sometimes you just need to look at your spouse, go, look, you get on my nerves, you need to check your attitude. Now, they may not like it. 
It is not my job to figure out how you're going to react to adult conversations. It is your job to be adult enough to handle them. Now, I, I think you can put a little sugar on things and help the medicine go down. Mary Poppins, can I get a witness? Yes, yes. But, but you need to be honest with the people around you because if you don't, it builds up all this resentment towards mm -hmm. the person you're with. Absolutely. Sometimes you need to look at people and go, look, will you just handle this? I need you to step up. Well, I don't want to. There's a thousand things I don't want to do. You know what being an adult is? You know what? Can I just speak to men? You know what being a man is? Is about pulling your shoulders back. That's right. Chris Monty serves in, in rescue, served as long as I've known him. And you'll pull up on accidents and you don't want to see what's in front of you. Mm. you. You know what you're about to see. But somebody has to go do it. So you pull your shoulders back. Mm. You swallow whatever emotions you have and you go handle You shoot the elephant. Does this make sense? So um, I think another thing we do is we care way too much. <laughs> yeah. Mo well, as a mom, and maybe one day a grandma, I'm not going there. But, you know, I know that my grandmother and my mother do this. You know, we, and it's kind of a woman thing, is like we go, oh, we want to we help them. And, and they they're too dumb to know that they look <laughs> stupid today. So I need to redress them. And I'm being sarcastic. But at the same time, you know, we're trying to fix the imperfections all the time. And that's, that's not our job. It's not our job. No, and, and that's two ways. Mm -hmm. You did not marry somebody who's perfect. I, I said this to Carrie at, at, when Dave passed at, at his funeral. I just said, look, you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. You're perfect for him. Like, because in a moment of loss, we start counting what we did wrong, not what we did right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, for six and a half years, you stood by him. Right, right, right. Don't try to fix your spouse. They are not, a, they're not your project. Mm -hmm. They're not your case to manage. Your job is to be married to them. And, and you can give them like, hey, I think. But at the end of the day, it's their job to work out their salvation and their relationships because yeah. you married, God willing a fully functional human being. Right. And if, you know, if if he leaves his toothbrush, his wet toothbrush on the sink, um, <laughs> this is actually just, a real thing. You know, just pick it up and put it away. You know, it's it's not anything to argue about. And, and you know, if the towels, I'm sort of funny about all my towels being set in a, a certain order. <laughs> it's just a thing I have. And, you know, but he'll fold the towels and he's like, I don't even know how you do this. It's kind of like my T-shirt folding. You know, some of y'all know I'm funny about that. I feel like to get these towels right. I'm like. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, they're clean, they're folded, and they're put away. And that's all that matters. And Come I on. have to let that go. You know, I have to Come just on. let that go. So, you know, number seven goes back to what we were just talking about. But when you stay silent and bottled up for so long, junk's going to come out eventually. Don't hold it in. I think we kind of already addressed that. But when there's a burning flame inside of you, don't let it become a combustible thing. Can I speak of dirt, uh, burning flames just for a second? Anybody ever traveled like long distances? Can I just say this one? Don't ever pass gas on an airplane. No. But it, it, So we had followed some people, and evidently they had held in their combustion for a long time. And we got on the jetway, which is basically a tube. And they decided to kick in the afterburner. <laughs> and everything that was built up 
came out. I wanted to vomit. <laughs> Can I say this? If you're a spouse and you hold in all this waste emotion, this waste issues, when you let it out, it will turn disgusting. Mm-hmm. Because, inst- because you didn't deal with it one little bubble at a time. Does this make sense? Man, marriage is all about honesty and communication. It is. Um, Because here's what we think, and this is the eighth point, is they'll forgive us no matter what. I can say whatever I want to. They love me. They'll forgive me. Right. And so what happens is we say hurtful things to the ones that we love the most because they'll take it. And we know that they'll forgive us. There are sounding boards, a rock, can I be honest, a lot of times our therapist. And so what happens is this. We know that they'll stick around no matter how irrational we are. Or psycho. Sometimes. Accurate. Yes. <laughs> so the second half of this is going to be, you know, just basically check yourself. And how, how do we keep these kind of, of battles and arguments from happening in the first place? So the thing is, your emotions can lie to you. Are we in agreement of that? Because emotions actually distort reality. You know, we think that our feelings and our experiences are the only truth. And, it, you know, it's the way it is. And we're convinced that that's how it is. So sometimes we just need to stop and have our own little internal reality check and go, yeah. okay, am I being objective about this? So number one is this. There are more than one way there's more than one way to handle most situations it's not always doesn't have to be my way every time going back to the towels you know if if it's done it's done it doesn't matter how as long as nobody got hurt in the midst of it we're all good right and we have different perspectives you know men and women have totally different perspectives and sometimes we think his point of view is just absolutely ridiculous and absurd it's the craziest thing i've ever heard can i ask you a question man sometimes i feel like we don't do things because we don't want to be told how that we're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you vacuumed the living room? Listen, I can run million-dollar pieces of equipment. I think I can run a Hoover. <laughs> it's true. But yet, I'm in the midst of vacuuming. While I'm vacuuming, you're having me shut the machine off to tell me what else you think I should do that would make my vacuuming better. So let me tell you, I'm not going to vacuum the way you vacuum. But the square sucking thing will go over every area of the floor. May not do it in the rhythm you do it. I may not do it in the order you do it. At the end, all the little pieces of stuff that are there will be in the tube. <laughs> may not mop like you mop, but I can put wet stuff on a heart. Believe it or not, gravity and water work. Look, I will never argue about mopping because that's the least. That's the thing I hate the most. So when he volunteers to mop, I don't even care if it's just like... Mm-hmm. May not scrub the toilet the way you want me to. But I, anybody ever had their wife mow? Now, I've got a rule. I try not to let my wife mow because it's not because she's not capable. I just feel like that's something I need to handle. Anybody ever watched your wife mow? They do not. They just don't the way that we were taught, right? So my dad taught me, right? And like, there's a way you mow with y'all. Yeah. I stood out. The one time my wife did, I was sick. I couldn't. And my wife's moaning. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Here's the weird thing. My wife is college educated. She raised a son. She manages like a $30 million department. I'm confident she can run my, my cub cadet <laughs> till the high parts are low parts. 
She may not do it the way I want her to do it. But as long as she gets it done, does the process matter? Right. Right. And, you know, thinking that your way is the only way that just goes into ties into stubbornness. And there's a the word says something about stubbornness. It says in Psalms 81, 11 and 12, it says, but my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. And what, what if we decided that we were going to submit how many of you all, 90% of your fights are over stupid things that are more points of view than they, they're more preferences than they are truth or, or right. what if we just stopped that? How much better yeah. would your marriage be if you just said, you know what, I'm not fighting over stupid anymore. Right. Or if you're not married yet, what if this became like a baseline way that you raised your marriage? That you said, hey, we're getting ready to pack the car. Who's in charge of packing the car? Don't care how you do it. We can look like the freaking clampets riding down the road. As long as stuff ain't falling off and it all gets there, I'm good with it. Hey, who's who's in charge of, of doing the toilets? Okay, as long as there's no pee, there's no poo, the bowl looks clean, I don't care how it happens. I went and bought a drill attachment to clean my showers with. Because if I can do a power tool on anything, big soft brush, long handle, Two speeds, brushless. Bzzz. I can make it look like a champ. Now, my wife is old school. She's like using chemicals and brushes and gloves. And <laughs> I want something that runs. <laughs> it's two different ways. But, but what if we stopped fighting over preferences mm -hmm. and started just dealing with problems? Right. So the other thing is this. Is is and this these kind of go together. Are you fighting over a mute point? Yep. Or are are there some facts that cannot and will not change? Marriage is about picking your battles. Yes. Sure. I'm not going to fight with my wife over stupid. Where are the ta how you want the towel? Literally, I asked my wife this yesterday in the airport. I said, "What is one thing that I could do that would make your life ten times better?" Do you know what her answer was? <laughs> I was expecting like. This grandiose thing. She said, would, if you would put your wet toothbrush. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. I use an electric toothbrush, right? Because I like things that run. If they made one that was motorized, I would use. You know, I just, it's just, it's how I am. It's the way. But my theory is because it's wet, I don't want to put it back. I've got a little shelf on my wall that I keep all my guy stuff on. And I hang it over the sink so that if it drips, it's drinking in the, into the sink. And when it dries, I put it up. Theoretically, this is great. Drives my wife up the freaking wall. I don't even understand why. I'm like, one, nobody comes in our bathroom. It's a master bathroom. It's here for the master. I'm just kidding. It's here. It's here. Like, like you're in the inner sanctum if you're going to go poop in my bathroom. I'm just letting you know that right now because that is like my inner sanctum. Who's going to see it but me and you? Boo, you know I've got a toothbrush. You should be grateful. I just put it up now. So I'm like, dude, if, if putting this toothbrush up makes your life 10 times better, it ain't worth it to me. Like, it can just drip. I'll, I'll come up with a drip pan up there. It's okay. I did not realize how important it was to you. Part of my job, protector. Provider. Provider. If me putting my toothbrush up provides you with more peace, that's cheap. That's That's... That's not even a, a giant I have to fight. Mm -hmm. 
Number three is take responsibility for your part in the situation. You know, placing blame on somebody else is something that we learn as, you know, children's church nursery age because if we divert the blame to somebody else, it keeps us out of trouble. Amen. <laughs> it's a defense mechanism that naturally we, we learn as children, but it doesn't fix anything. So if we're 100% honest, neither party is completely innocent in it. So just be, you know, take a minute, be objective, and then be responsible for your own actions to find that reasonable solution. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that we do is we set expectations that are way too high. Mm -hmm. I talk to people that come off their honeymoons and they're disillusioned because they watched one too many Hallmark movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they think that like, this experience is going to be this, but then I figured out there's all this other that comes with it, right? Can, can I just say this? Expectations oftentimes are edited. Mm -hmm. They're in a perfect setting. So these tend to be taught to us from our roots in our early years. Uh, men are always um, uh, are always tough and make decisions. How many of you guys were taught that? Like, you the head, boy, act like it. I never were getting Tracy and I first got married. My dad is great with numbers. Uh, he, he can do all that. So my dad always did the bills. So I thought men did the bills. That was great until stuff started getting cut off because I forgot to pay it. <laughs> Mom, I said, what are all these late notices? I'm like, I may not be the one cut out for this. She's like, there's money in the bank for it. Yeah, but I... do you know who does our bills now? <laughs> I've tried it twice. Both times stuff got cut off. And I'm just like, this is... <laughs> This is not good. Well, you know, in today's world, you, you everybody's working you know, most of the time, unless you're just blessed that you don't have to do that. You know, most of the time, the, the man and the wife, the mom and the dad are all working. So the responsibilities have to be divvied out. You know, you just, the main thing is just find out what's your wheelhouse, your domain, what's his wheelhouse, his domain. And it, it's kind of like the mowing thing, you know. I can mow, I can crank it, I can ride it around, but like I let him do that because that's his domain. The house, the decorating, anything that goes on in that, he's just like, that's your domain. You handle it, just let me know if I need to help. Can I be honest? What guys here care how your house is? If your house is clean mm -hmm. and not like gaudy, mm -hmm. we don't care. Honestly, if I don't have to clean it, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like you could you could be a horrible interior <laughs> decorator. I'm like, is it clean? So we, we, we set domains and, and just go, hey, I'm going to let you be in charge of that. You let me be in charge of this. Like, mm -hmm. we don't have to. Yeah, because if not, you know, you, you may be breaking some invisible rule that you don't yeah. even know exists that, you know, the other person is expecting. And, that, you know, that expectation is set way too high. <laughs> so real quick, talk, talking about invisible expectations, right? This is just two examples. So uh, while Pastor Dave was sick, I, I gave him some liquid morphine and that kind of thing. And uh, so I come into the, the house and, and I'm helping and I go to draw his morphine and did not know that the nurse had preloaded him. So I pull it out to wash the syringe, right? And as I pull it, I, I plunge it and I shoot 25 <laughs> milligrams of morphine across the counter. And I'm like, what are y'all cleaning these needles with? It was blue. It looked like the stuff you put combs in. And they're like, that's morphine. And I'm like, we may want to wash the dishes, right? Or everybody's stoned in this house. Right? <laughs> so then a couple minutes later, I'm feeding their dogs. They've got three dogs, three little bitty dogs. Two of them run around. One of them they let down because it's old and kind of moody. And, um, and I'm eating a Twinkie because 
it's a Twinkie. And I'm like, you know what would be sweet was if I gave this dog a little bit of the bread and some of the icing, right, that, that like whipped cream. So I got it on my finger, and as I put my finger down, there's this whole room full of people in the kitchen. I lean down, and this dog, like, nails my fingers. Wham! Like a shark, like a shark or, a, or an alligator coming up out of the water. And I pull my finger back, and I'm like, that old dog just bit me. And they're like, ha, 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 he's blind. <laughs> I'm like, okay, can we start some house rules? Because like, hey, the, the syringes are loaded. The dog is blind and bites. Like, can we like, can we, can we know the label like, the salt and sugar? And the, yeah, label the salt and sugar. I'm like, because here's the thing. If everybody else knows, but you don't know, it's still dangerous. Why in a marriage do we have all these unwritten rules for our spouse and never convey them? Mm-hmm. And the only time you figure them out is when they bite you. (laughs) Or when you make a mess. What if we just said, you know what, I'm going to let you know my expectations. And if my expectations are unreal, Mm -hmm. let's compromise and figure out what's a realist. Is it realistic for our wives to go to work, work 40 hours just like us? We come home, drop, plop, and watch. They cook, clean, and do kids. That's not fair. I don't care that my granddad didn't cook. I don't care that my dad doesn't cook much. Those are great men, but I'm going to cook. I like to cook. Cooking to me is a a, a break from what I do. And if I mess up, nobody dies and goes to hell. The the pot roast just tastes like crap, right? Like, like it's, it's not. But when my wife comes home and she's like, man, thank you for making dinner. Or I don't do laundry. I ruin stuff. It's not on purpose. I just don't have a gift for it. Hey, separate them by colors. Ooh, aren't we all one color, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so anyway, so, so Matthew um, 22, uh, 18, 21 and 22 says this. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. God, how many times I got to forgive my spouse? Mm-hmm. I keep asking to put their toothbrush up and it keeps dripping in the sink. I keep asking. God, I've asked him seven times. I think that's enough. Jesus said this. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven for every offense. Mm -hmm. Especially your spouse. And if I'm going to do that for some jerk that I don't even like, how much more Mm -hmm. should it be for my spouse? Man, I should be, I'm going to say this, our team covered all my mistakes this this week really well. Because they love me. Right. And they've got a heart not to expose me, but to cover me. Right? What's your heart towards your spouse? Are you looking to expose everything they do wrong? You should never tell anybody in public what your spouse does wrong. You should only focus on what they do right. What, what's error should be done behind closed doors. And gently. And gently. Respectfully. Right? I don't ever want to make you look bad because I love you. Mm-hmm. So, and one other thing is resist resentment because sometimes there are underlying things from our past, you know, and, and a lot of times we take those things internally and they come out in other ways. Um, it's not the real matter at hand. Make sure that nothing is spilling over. Handle the past and let it go. Bury it and don't, don't bring it back up Ladies, again. Ladies, let it go. <laughs> I don't care what I did a year ago. 
Will yeah. you please frozen that mess? Let it go. <laughs> so, you know, reminiscing on old pain, <laughs> it can skew your focus. And, and it really makes the other person an enemy that they really aren't. And the word says, talks about wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities of darkness. So don't hold that bitterness in. It's not the person. You know, deal with those things from the past and make sure that you don't throw that anger, you know, tilt that out on, on your person. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Pause. I have something to say about that. I agree with this too, but not letting the sun go down on your anger. Sometimes you need a nap. Sometimes the best thing to do is get a little bit of sleep. If you're running on fumes and you're trying to fight out this battle and get to the bottom of something, you're not going to find the right solution between the two of you if you're exhausted. Take a nap and then figure out the best way to go for it. And we talked about this, but notice this. It doesn't say don't go down, don't let the sun go down with you still having a problem. Right. <laughs> don't be angry Yes. and sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Don't dwell on it. In other words, say this. Look, are we fighting each other? Or are we fighting a problem? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's not the same question. Mm-hmm. I will not go to bed fighting with you. It doesn't mean we've got the, the problem figured out. I forgive you. I'm not mad at you. We will figure this out. What we both need to do, though, is let emotion die down. Mm-hmm. I forgive you. I'm not angry with you. Mm-hmm. We don't have the solution to the problem yet. Right. We've got the solution to each other. Somebody amen that. That's good. Like, That's good. I'm not upset with you. I'm upset with the problem. Let's do this. I want you to know, come here. Give me a hug, like with both hands. Soft, not all tense. Hug <laughs> you. But like, look, I love you too. We're good. Mm-hmm. We still have to figure this out. We're not in unity about it yet, but we're in love. Yeah. And we will figure it out together. If not, we'll push it to the end of the dock and do a Chinese inspection. We'll leave it sit there till it rots. Mm-hmm. But our marriage isn't going to rot. That's right. That's the right. problem can rot. Right. The situation can rot, but we're not going to give the enemy a chance to work in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is this. Don't idolize the person you're with. Mm-hmm. No any, human can can stand up to yeah, those kind of yeah, expectations. Anytime you you make somebody, anytime you idolize somebody, you make and create an idol for your own life. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: one, they can't live up to it, and it will destroy both parties. My son has a quote. And I love this. He said, "No knight in shining armor has ever faced a battle. Mm-hmm. Knights that have been to war have dents and failures." And rust spots mm-hmm. and issues with their armor because it means they fought some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't idolize my wife. My wife is human. Now, there's some non negotiables in that, right? Mm-hmm. But she's not perfect. She's just, she's, uh, Genesis says this, and I will make a helper that fits you. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for my fit. <clears throat> Listen, I'm not perfect. If you lived with me, people go, oh, he must be so fun to live with. I'm like, no, really, I'm not. I'm not. I'm driven. I'm, I'm, I've got my own ways of viewing things. I've got like Saturday about four o'clock. Stop talking to me because I'm already on Sunday and the pressure and that right. And like, but my family gets it. And they're just like, that's just who he is. Like, mm-hmm. 
we wish it was a little different sometimes. Sometimes they have to come to me and go, hey, we, we need you not to check into this. We need you for a minute. So like, like doing that, because here's what Exodus says. It says, for you shall worship no other God, lowercase, for the Lord, uh, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. God said this. He said, I'm the only idol you can have. That's right. I'm the only thing you can worship. I thank God for my spouse, but she ain't, she ain't it. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. not perfect. She's great for me. Mm-hmm. She's not perfect. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because God is enough. Mm-hmm. Conclusion. So in our conclusion, what the main point here is that, you know, our differences, while they could be frustrating, are the things that they do make us interesting. Because if everybody was exactly the same, how boring would life be, yeah. you know? Like... And, and I kind of think about that whole spice it up with an argument, but we don't have to do it that way. You know, we're already different. If we can accept each other for those differences and work through those differences and use that person's strengths for the strong side, use your strengths for what you can use them for and stay aware of each other's perspectives. Think before you speak. Um, use your senses. You know, look at the situation. Listen to the other person before you release those words, because once they come out, no matter what you do, you can't take them back. That's right. Drop your opinions and biases. Don't use idle words. You know, well, you did this and your mama and that kind of thing. You know, think through your words and make them make them positive things that move you towards a solution. It's about a compromise. Yeah. and, And here's the thing. Um, we kind of have Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And what we in marriage want to do is make it one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. I hate those tags that are like North Carolina and Duke, a house divided. Yeah. <laughs> really, that's the confession over your marriage because your college rooting team, probably neither one of you went to either school. Mm-hmm. My, my brother-in-law is an FSU fan and actually went to FSU. I'm a University of Tennessee fan and probably could not have qualified to get in. <laughs> Right. Like, like who has the rooted interest? And I'm like, man, I'm more interested in us being right with the Lord than I am about having my way. Mm-hmm. So here's what we'll do in my house today. Mm-hmm. I am a, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, I had to get rid of my, my Panthers because they have like cheerleaders <laughs> who are dudes and dress like anyway. It's just I had to go. Right. It was just time. And I was like, if I got to jump on a team, I might as well jump on a winning team. And Patrick Mahomes is a Christ follower and I'm down. Right. So I'm like, today we will separate, we will celebrate the Super Bowl as long as I can stay awake. <laughs> Honestly, I may not even make it to the game. Um, but I will celebrate this, right? And when Valentine's Day comes, we will celebrate that too. Mm-hmm. And today she will, she's like, hey, babe. I'm going to watch football with you. My wife understands nothing about football. I just cheer when they she's go. She's like, oh, look, yay. they got a home run. I'm like, yeah. I, lo- I loved your thing where she's like, hey, they'll get a home run or first down or t- whatever the right acronym is. I'm with you, you Lisa. I'm with yes. you. And so I just sit there and I'm like, what if we did this? What if, what if we really use the golden rule towards each other? And we said this, Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like the first. You should love your neighbor neighbor, as yourself. I'm going to love what you love. And I'm going to learn mm-hmm. to hate some of the things you hate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a battle 
which means that one of us wins and one of us loses. Right. It's always about compromise where we win. Mm-hmm. Last example is this, as we, as we come to altar. Um, for years, I hated to shop with my wife. My wife loves to shop. And I, would, I did the man thing because it's what I knew. I'd stay in the car and sleep or I'd sit on the bench. Now, sometimes I still have to tap out like, look, I got to find a bench. You, just, you do. But then I was like, I know every size that my wife wears. I know her taste. And I will walk in. They think I'm the gay friend. I will, I will walk in and start pulling stuff off the rack. This would look good. This would look good. Oh, you don't want that. This would look good. This would look good. Hey, you need to go try these on, find something. And she's picking stuff out, and, right? And I see wives I, all the time. They're like, who is that? She's like, oh, that's my husband. And they're like, she's like, no, we decided that we were, we'll go into a gun store. And she's like, oh, you should look at that one. I'm like, yes, I should. <laughs> yes, I should. We'll go in a hunt. Like this year, she's like, I, I was complaining about not needing, not having enough deer blinds. And she's like, hey, you should order two more deer blinds. Never loved you more than I do <laughs> right now. Yeah. We just give and take. Because it's about, it's about going, hey, we're not in a battle. Right. It's not your way or my way. Hey, you want to go get your fingernails done? I think you should. I love your fingernails done. You need a new pair of shoes? Girl, let's rock you a new pair of shoes. I yes. want you looking good. I want you confident. I want, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I may have to buy a little bit cheaper deer blinds so that you can get your shoes. <laughs> you may have to, you may not have to get the Ultra Gel Coat Express Lube Wax on the fingernails. I don't even know. <laughs> but we, we can compromise and you can have the life you always dreamed of, and so can I, but we can have it together. Mm-hmm. So as we come to close, here's my prayer. If you're here with your spouse or somebody you're going to marry, or if you're single, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and let's just make a commitment to the Lord that we're going we're gonna to learn to compromise, that we're going to learn to walk in unity together so that the devil doesn't have a chance to work in our relationships. We're going, to sign, we're going to sign roles. We're going to figure out who's in charge. We're going to, man, we're really going to work together maybe for the first time ever. Let's pray. Father, right now, I just pray that, that in the hearts and lives of each person that's here, God, that, that you just begin to work out this moment in their heart. God, where they as a couple decide that they're going to work together, that they're, they're not going to be divided, they're not going to be separated by these little tricks that the enemy does to, to, to let us want to have our own way and not compromise and work together, not walk in unity, that not honor those vows that we made to be together in good and bad and right and wrong and ups and downs and all the challenges of life. But maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, um, I'm here, but... But I'm really not where I'm supposed to be with the Lord. I'm here, but, but I'm not really walking that walk that I, I know that I'm supposed to. If that's you, we just raise your hand? I just want to pray with you. Thank you so much. Can we just pray together across this building? Dear Heavenly Father, right now I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Today I accept your love and forgiveness. I'll walk with you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you give these folks a round of applause? Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com 
and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.